Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Math and Physics Podcast. This is the episode number 17 or 16, I think? 17, I believe. Number 17? All right, we'll go with 17. (laughs) I am your host, Parker. And I am Ray, and we welcome you to this podcast where today we're going to be talking about our experience in our physics laboratories and what we did and all the experiments and some fun stuff. So let's kick it off. Why'd you say it like that? Okay, sorry, not laboratories. Laboratories, (laughs) is that what you meant? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, so... I'm actually never sure about which one is the correct pronunciation. Is it laboratory? I've never even heard laboratory. So many people say... I I don't know, I don't know. Laboratory, laboratory. Laboratory. Either is fine, either is fine. Yeah. Let's go and start with our first semester labs... Uh, this is for physics 151. And uh, so in 151, we talked about kinematics. Mm-hmm. We also went into rotational motion, as well as conservation of energy, and then special relativity. Did we have any labs for special relativity? I don't think we had any. Ex- no, we didn't do any uh, experiments. I think we were just given like theoretical data and stuff, right? Like theoretical muons and stuff entering the atmosphere. Oh, I no, don't no. Think... I remember, actually. I remember because the, the entire lab was just like questions. Like if you're going from one city to another city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was just questions. It wasn't really. A, yeah. So it wasn't really like a lab. Nope. Uh, from from our first semester, what was your, your favorite lab? Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember all of them. <laughs> Um, that's the truth about it, but I do remember loving the one about rotational motion because, um, I don't remember what it was though. I don't actually remember the experiment. I just love the, uh, remembering the fact after the experiment, uh, when we were calculating some stuff and we were calculating it based on the experiment, I was extremely satisfied because the data points like perfectly aligned up with the theoretical values. And uh, that's actually why that was my favorite one. But I don't remember what we did. So in rotational motion, there's one with the flying pig. Yeah, I think it was the flying pig that I'm talking about. I think that's the yeah. one I'm talking about too. So that experiment was basically so much there's, fun. A, there's a pig, like an, an electric pig with wings <laughs> that flap. And we tied it to a string on like a metal uh, support. And then... If you got it to like spin on the string in circles, you can get it so it like doesn't stop spinning because mm-hmm. of the wings somehow. And then you have to calculate basically like you weigh the pig and then based on like the approximate angle, um, like from the center that it's flying around, you have to like, calculate the forces, um, the tension in the string. And you also have to calculate like the thrust from the wings. Yeah, as well yeah. as the um, centripetal force mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. of the yeah. circular path that it's mm-hmm. going on. It sounds very basic now that we've like passed one five two as yeah. well, but um, it's still it was still a lot of fun to do the experiment. I think that's why I enjoyed it. Yeah, what I really liked about that one is that well, for this was for every single one of our labs, we had to be really careful with the uncertainties. Mm-hmm. and uh the airs and all that so we spoke about that in the last podcast yeah yeah we got to the flying pig lab and 
so we did all the uncertainties like super properly when we were um, like calculating the period. Because I remember to calculate the period of one rotation, you had to do 10 and then divide it by 10. And then also mm-hmm. like um, consider like the uncertainty in clicking the button for the stopwatch. <laughs> yeah. And also the uncertainty in measuring the length of the string versus the length of the diameter of the circle to find the angle and all that. So we we were super careful about that. And once we got to our final answer, like, because you had to find the answer theoretically and experimentally, mm-hmm. we got to the end and both of our answers like perfectly matched up within the the uncertainty mm-hmm. or the bounds of uncertainty. So that was that was very satisfying yeah. once we got to yeah. the end because we we're like, damn, <laughs> yeah. all this work and it and it actually landed in the the bounds of uncertainty. I know the, the especially the uncertainty part in the end when it makes sense and you know everything lines up. Oh, yeah. it's so satisfying! It's so satisfying yeah. because I think like when we do labs, like we're actually applying our theoretical knowledge to physical systems. And when yeah. it works, it's like, you know what? All that studying kind of paid off. So kind of gives you a reason <laughs> to study, I guess. It was still super basic, but like... I, I mean, yeah, it really but it fun. was still... I mean, yeah, the experiments weren't like something crazy, but they were still like, you know, interesting. Yeah, there's also another lab uh, in rotational motion. This was more for like torque, mm-hmm. where we had a yo-yo. And then based on the position of the string, um, the yo-yo like rolled in different directions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did. Did you do this one? We did the yo-yo one. Maybe it's not the same one you're do, talking do you, about. Do you remember like pulling on the string in different directions? Yeah. Like the yo-yo was yeah. resting on the table? Yeah. Yeah. So I had, I had a revelation in that <laughs> lab <laughs> because I was super confused. I was like, I was pulling on the string like to the right. And, you know, I don't remember which way it would go, but then I, I'd pulled directly upwards and then on an angle. And then, you know, sometimes it wouldn't move at all. Sometimes it would move in the opposite direction that you would expect. And then uh, my TA, like, gave me a really big hint. He's like, he's like, think about the cross product mm-hmm. and how, like, how the, the position of or, or the point of rotation and the where the force is being applied matters. And after like five minutes of just like playing with it, I realized I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> like, like I, I used the right hand rule and I thought about where like the force was being applied. And then I could like perfectly predict where the yo-yo would roll and where it would just not move at all. And yeah, that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think all the experiments are pretty dope that we do in like both the labs, to be honest. And especially, mm-hmm. especially when like the TA like explain something to you but they don't tell you the answer but they kind of hint it to you and then you figure it out yourself oh it's just just, the the satisfaction is just crazy you know it's crazy there's also another one this was also first semester oh no Mm -hmm. wait no this was second semester we did we did like simple harmonic motion and i remember I, i was with my team and our detector for like the distance detector i guess like wasn't working properly at all we were looking at like other people's screens and they had like perfect sine waves for their Mm -hmm. position Mm -hmm. graph and ours was like all like like super random and didn't make any sense and yeah we kind of got stuck with like the bad 
the bad equipment there but yeah for that one actually especially i actually remember that um we were the first group to get the sine wave perfectly we on on our first try i don't even know how exactly we did it but i mean we just okay to be honest we just followed like the guidelines that um the project had to do like to write up the code in python and everything yeah and after doing that we just we just got it it just Mm -hmm. worked and everyone was like what how did they get it first try and i hated being those guys because you know everyone hates that but wait this was a this was a coding lab yeah the 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 one where we had to make sine waves no i'm talking about i'm talking about when you had the weight on the spring yeah it was the detector underneath it you didn't have to code that was that not a coding lab that was like that was on um i don't remember the name but uh, you, you know the detectors that have like sample rates yeah 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 like you you set the sample rate you start it and then you it detects like the distance from the detector of the mass and then you record those um results onto excel oh yeah okay maybe you, you don't use python whatsoever May, okay you know what never mind never mind let's just let's just switch it to another experiment maybe i'm just i'm just forgetting okay anyways in second semester we did um stuff with voltage mm-hmm. which we didn't even learn in class when we did the experiment all we saw was potential i think just like not not electric potential but just regular potential between mm-hmm. charges and we get to the lab and we have to do like the i forget what it's called but it's kind of like a heat map i guess not really a heat map but Mm -hmm. they give you the lines the the equipotential lines and then you have to draw the voltage or say where like the voltage is highest and lowest and i had no idea what i was doing (laughs) because they didn't even like i forgot obviously from last year i don't i didn't like remember from what we did in grade 12 so I was just kind of there, like literally asking the TA, like, how how do you do this? <laughs> you have to explain the, the entire thing to me. Well, do you not remember? No, 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 I do. Not much. No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay, talk about using Python. Okay, okay, okay. I, I can talk a little bit about that. There were a lot of times in like a lot of labs where I would use Python and it actually it really helps in a lot of cases, especially when you're trying to, understand future graphical results because that's i think where python can help because it can also predict what could happen because um a lot of times with like the sine waves and cosine waves when we graph our functions sometimes we see you know um sometimes linear dependencies and stuff like that where we can take theoretical points like what if our x value was so much and what would our value be so Mm -hmm. i guess python could help a lot in a lot of cases and Were yeah, you talking just... about the the pendulum one? Yeah, Where so we co- we coded a pendulum. We did. We did. Oh, that was a crazy experiment. I do yeah, remember that. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. When we were, um, yeah, Python actually really helped in that one, because mm-hmm. again, for our angles, we could only use you know experimentally speaking, we couldn't you know take uh, the pendulum and move it all the way to the side because using big angles you know messes up the simple pendulum data. But with Python, we could theoretically increase the angle and see what what exactly would happen to the resulting period and the motion and stuff like that. So I think that's Mm -hmm. where Python can really come to use, you know, for theoretical points that you can't necessarily do in an easy environment. 
And that lab was actually the very first time I ever used Python. Mm-hmm. And I was very confused, <laughs> as you could probably imagine. I showed up, there were computers on each one of the desks. I was like, all right, great. I guess I'm learning how to code today. Or no, wait, that's a lie. The The very oh. first time I coded was um, the second the, the second lab ever where we coded like data points of a projectile. Do you remember that one? Where we had to print out the graph of like just of a, a quadratic. Projectile? Yeah, like we just did like a quadratic equation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. You had to, you had to plot the yeah. position, the yeah. derivative, and like just the velocity and the mm-hmm. acceleration. That was the very first time I coded. And my partner was also somebody that has never, that never coded before. So we were very confused, just writing stuff down, asking the TA, hey, like, does this work? <laughs> and then I didn't code all the way up until the pendulum lab, which I learned a lot, but not the right way. Mm-hmm. I definitely should have done like a little bit of like YouTube searching before, yeah. before like hopping into a Python lab. But yeah, yeah do you remember? Is- oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just trying to say that, you know, Python in the beginning, yeah, it's it's a little hard if you've never coded before. But I think, to be honest, Python is, like, the most, like, English when you come to think of it. Because I think now you have, like, practiced a lot more Python, right? So I mm-hmm. think you've probably realized that it's a lot like just talking. And if you were to code like you talk, I think Python would be the closest language. I guess. I don't have experience on other languages. Oh, okay, yeah. True, true as well, true as well. Do you remember the one where we we were doing, like, wave interference? And we had to code um, super the superposition of waves and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had to, like, animate it mm-hmm. at the end? Oh, wait, that's the sine wave graph. That's the sine wave lab that I'm yeah. talking about. That one was so hard, I found, at yeah, the end. Yeah, where we were the first ones. I was, yeah, I was guessing my way through that that was literally. such a fun lab that was such a we were the bro i, yeah. I still remember everyone staring at us and <laughs> i'm just smiling away because <laughs> we're the first <laughs> ones and we're just like i peace and we leave damn i remember um like the first two parts were super easy and then we get mm-hmm. to the end and then they're like all right just animate this and then you're done <laughs> but then like the animation like didn't work yeah and i know a lot didn't work we had to play with it so much and Mm -hmm. yeah no but i was at yeah there definitely are some of those uh stories where you know i just couldn't figure out especially in python i I think that's another thing with coding that sometimes your program especially like in really long coding situations right like when you've coded Mm -hmm. like maybe three four objects and you're putting them all to like I, I, i don't know giving just giving an example the problem with those is that even if there's like one tiny mistake, right? Like you didn't yeah. tab or you didn't, you know, indent it properly or something like that. You didn't put it in the loop. Something small that you can't even catch, it just messes up the entire code, you know? Yeah. So like stuff True. like that's another pain in the ass when it comes to it. True. There are also some labs that I found pretty useless, mm-hmm. like the electrostatic lab <laughs> where we literally played around with like, styrofoam balls and um yeah there definitely were like some that rods were just... and stuff yeah. like the whole lab i'm pretty sure was just like seeing like how uh neutral objects interact with like charged objects and then 
and then when we took like the tape and we would like separate two pieces of tape and then see how like mm-hmm. they got charged up the entire lab was literally just describing interactions between objects is like boring the big problem with that lab is that there was there were so many possibilities for error like so yeah. many possibilities yeah, it's no. not funny and our group made almost every single one of them we, we never got the tape on right it never seemed to work <laughs> because we always kept touching everything and you know yeah. w- w- especially with electricity it's 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 not like you can't really lie about it right like oh no i didn't touch it i did like hey, bro it doesn't matter yeah. the experiment's going to be messed up it like you lying doesn't change the fact that you probably did touch it so you know in in some yeah. some some experiments were completely useless because the error er, the error potential was just so high you know mm-hmm. yeah there definitely were labs like that i'll say that and for that lab in particular Mm-hmm. the way they described it like i don't remember word for word but how they described like the tape exercise was mm-hmm. super unclear yeah They're like okay so you take one tape you stick it on top of the other you separate them and then like bring them together and i don't know it like that was kind of the experiment mm-hmm. in in general and yeah. basically so somehow you charge the two pieces of tape like i'm if i remember correctly like one of them is positive the other one's negative and then you do something with another piece of tape to charge it mm-hmm. um like i don't know anyway. yeah i know you 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 have to like um touch one to something then touch one to the other then yeah. touch one to the it, it's like this whole complicated process that really yeah. no one wanted to pay attention to but obviously yeah. all of this stuff is marked and yeah, you know I it's definitely like, reread that like yeah. A couple of times. And it's like one eighth of your grade. So it's like pretty big, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not something to be taken lightly, but we still have to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't think it's that deep though. Like the labs are marked out of six. I'm pretty sure. Out of six? Yeah. I thought it was out of six. Like it, you got, Isn't it? No, it's out of eight. You got three points. Oh, no, no. The thing is out of six, but then two points are like for some extra stuff. Okay. I don't know what it's for, but it's like technically out of eight, and there are like eight labs that we did, right? Or did we do ten? Did we do uh, eight or ten? I don't even remember. I think it's I think it's ten. I yeah, think it's anyways. ten because it's it's 12 weeks, and then two two of those weeks is exams. Anyways, I don't actually think we've spoken anything about um, our 152 classes. Uh, yeah, so we talked about electrostatics. Yeah, and we also talked about um, uh, like current and um, the ch- difference in potential and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of one five two, what was the? Oh yeah, the quantum mechanics. We because we were in quarantine, we actually <laughs> just got our labs completely canceled. I would, I would be kind of curious to know what they had in store. I don't really think we would have had to do anything. I think we would just have to probably like solve theoretical questions again. Because like, yeah. what what are they gonna do? Get a particle accelerator in UT? I don't like, know, but that'd be kind of <laughs> cool. We could do the double slit experiment in class. That would have been cool. I mean, also the, the okay. So the thing with the double slit experiment is that obviously, number one, you need like no distractions, right, from the actual experiment itself. And um, you can technically do it with, you can technically do it with photons, but the slits have to be like really precise. You know, the single slit is much easier to do, which like uh, proves Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. And that also mm-hmm. kind of helps. But uh, yeah. 
still doable. I yeah, think. it's still doable. It's still doable. Just, you know, hard to do. A little bit um, outside of our topic right now. I just remembered for like the uh, special relativity problem set that we had. This was the very last problem set of our first semester. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all failed it. Like, <laughs> what? We I all don't... got like... We all oh, got like 50% the problem set. Oh my gosh, that yeah. was so crazy. That was not meant for us. I don't know who that, that one was, was meant so for. That was so hard. I that remember was... one question. One of the questions was, if you're a photon traveling through the universe, mm-hmm. um, like what shape does it have? Was that what? I do not remember that being a question. I actually have the problem set up on my iPad right now. Oh, actually? Yeah, maybe yeah. I can. Do I even? Okay. Let's see some of the problem sets. In the reference frame of a photon, like what shape is the universe as you're traveling through it? And I was like, in the direction of travel, it's infinitely flat. I don't and then even, in every okay. other direction, it's like... Okay, part two. The first question was the uh, pulses reaching the rockets. No, it was. this was part one, I think. Oh, it was a part one question. Oh, the part or, one questions on the special no, activity it wasn't, were it messed wasn't, up. It, it, was, it was part two. It was part two, but even the, bro, the part one, wasn't it Wiley Plus online? Yeah. Yeah, that was, was also hard. Kind of, that was kind of messed up. It was up. really hard. I think, I think uh, sorry, uh, special relativity in general, no matter what, it's just going to be hard because it's just a very tough concept to grasp. And especially when they play around with the words and, you know, mixing up concepts and stuff it gets so confusing so yeah, yeah special relativity especially is, is is one of those i think we've said all we've had to say about yeah. labs yeah um, i don't really know what more we can say to be honest we've spoken a lot about everything yeah like they're three hours long they're very um mundane at times but mm-hmm. uh, i think i think they help a lot with just understanding what you're seeing in class Mm -hmm. and also um if you're going into like uh math and physics at u of t i recommend doing there's um a u of t website that has like it's the computational physics website and they have python tutorials specifically made for your labs so i recommend doing those and there's also like tutorials for each year that you're going into so definitely a good resource there. Also, yeah, I, I, I don't think they're a waste of time, you know. The Python uh, labs? I mean, the, no, the Python no, things? Absolutely the, the, not. They're no, actually very helpful. No, the helpful. labs in general. Sorry? The labs in general. The labs in general are also very useful, actually. I mean, okay, some of them are useful because I remember the main point of the labs was um, that a lot of times we could, like, ask questions to the TAs, where in the classroom, we wouldn't really have time to, you know, get personal one-on-one questions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the main purpose of the lab that they were trying to advertise, I guess, because we could kind of go one-on-one with the TAs and ask them, you know, very specific questions that professors probably wouldn't. Yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, so definitely recommend going for sure especially if you are in first year uft i mean well technically it's it's mandatory so it's not really an option (laughs) but uh, you should definitely go if you are thinking about not going for sure also you need to watch out as well because some of the tas are dicks oh some of them are so yeah yeah i understand yeah (laughs) i remember like asking a question 
and the dude like looks at me as if like I'm supposed to know that like whatever my question was and then he's like he's like yeah this is how you do it and I'm like okay well like thanks I guess but he was like super condescending like <laughs> as if I'm supposed to already know everything I'm learning on the also spot. you have to understand some TAs they're just doing it just so that they can you know get that credit or whatever TAs help them to do you know they don't actually do it because they want to like a lot of them just do it because you know why not kind of thing yeah but they also have a lot of grading to do <laughs> yeah that's true they do have a lot of pressure on them as well they have a Which lot of sucks. work so so sometimes yeah. I guess you can cut them slack, you know, like, eh, you know, if, if he's being mean, that's understandable. There are a lot of dumb <laughs> people in this class. You know, he probably has to grade all of them. <laughs> I guess. But I don't know. I, I think it would be the worst to be a Matt 137 TA because you have like a billion exam copies to correct. Oh, 137 is, yeah, the 137 TAs are also crazy. I mean, I think in general, no, all TAs nice. are just, you know, very well appreciated for what they do. Because all of them, I think, have equal difficulty jobs. My my math TA was super nice. And he was super um, smart. He loved me, too. We used to, I used to go to your <laughs> class by the end. Yeah, of he didn't thing. even care. Like, there's literally like 10 people in my <laughs> class. And then Ray shows up. He's like, oh, what's up? <laughs> what's up, dude? I not once, like, after the first four times, I don't think I've ever been to my math tutorial. Like, ever. <laughs> the only reason I went is because you started going, and that gave me a motivation to go. Like, it's really sad to say this on podcast where, you know, people can hypothetically download this and keep it forever. But to be honest, I wasn't really a fan of going to the tutorials. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I learned a lot. The math one. I'm from sorry. tutorials. I know, the math one. I mean, even though they were really useful, it just felt that I could do everything that you guys were doing in the tutorials. I could just do that at home. Now, the fact that I didn't is another story. But I could have done that at, them at home. <laughs> you could have. I could have, is what I'm saying. All right, I think we're reaching the end of this yep. podcast. Yep. This was this was fun. This was fun. Yeah, this was good talking about um our labs today. Um, mm. what should we talk about next time? Um, I I think we already said what we're gonna. No, no, we we promise we're gonna talk about this next time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe the time after that we can talk about uh radiation. I think we're gonna talk about confusion. particle physics and reactions and stuff. Okay, yeah, sure. We can talk about that. We can also talk about cold fusion, radiation. You know, we were talking yeah. about that stuff. We can talk about, yeah, we, we, we can kind of talk about like a little bit of physical chemistry next time, I guess. All right. A little bit. It all depends on how we feel. Yep, yep. But, uh, so make sure to drop a like. Um, wait, wait, wait. How about this? How about this? How about like we include an email address in the description? And if you guys have any ideas, for a future podcast, just email. We said that last us. time. <laughs> did we say that last time? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we have never put the email in the in the description. Yeah, we never we never put it. <laughs> yeah, so how about we put it this time? Okay, so people we'll can do actually it. put it. We'll actually put the email this time. Yeah, I think I think putting the email would be a lot better. So just okay. put the email in the description, and there we have it. All okay, right. awesome. So um, yeah, follow the podcast, listen yep. to it. Maybe comment if you want us to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, this has been episode 17. I'm mm -hmm. your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. Thank you for watching and see you soon. See you guys.